you're listening to The Positive Professional with me, Tracy Yvonne. Welcome back and thanks for tuning into Season 2, Episode 25. Today's topic is understanding the stages of change when implementing a self-care plan. And before you implement a self-care plan into your life, you're going to want to understand the stages of change. And it's one thing to start a new habit, but it's entirely a different task to keep up with the new habit. By understanding the stages of change, you'll find it easier to stick to the self-care habits you want to implement in your routine. So let's look at what the different stages of change are. The first stage of change is known as pre-contemplation. And this is where you aren't really thinking of changing. And you may be in denial that you need to change or you simply may not realize that it's needed. And it's common to feel like you aren't in control of your behavior and you're resigned to your current lifestyle. To progress from this stage, you'll want to assess your situation and look honestly at areas which could potentially require change. You might even feel it's useful to carry out a risk assessment of your current behaviors. If you continue, what consequences could they have? An example of this would be looking at your current exercise level. If you were to continue not exercising much, what consequences could it have? This will give you a good idea of whether or not change is needed. During the contemplation stage, you'll start thinking more about the benefits of change. However, you'll be met with conflict in the mind over the potential costs of change. Unfortunately, during this stage, you'll tend to feel that the potential negative consequences outweigh the benefits. This stage can last anywhere from weeks to years. And sadly, a lot of people don't even make it past the contemplation stage. If you find it difficult to get past the thinking phase and start taking actions, you are stuck. However, you don't have to stay stuck. Remember, you control what you think and do, so it's your choice. To overcome the contemplation dilemma, spend time weighing up the pros and cons. Look at any obstacles you might face and work out the ways to overcome them. By going in to change a little more prepared, you'll find it much easier to stick to it. The preparation and determination stages are where you'll start to make changes towards your overall goal. For example, if your main self-care goal is to lose weight, you could start by cutting down on junk food. And this is an experimental stage where you start to learn which habits to adopt to reach your goals. It's also where you'll start to learn more about the changes you need to make. And you may look for information and tips on websites or talk to your doctor or even ask friends or family for their input on the issue. Once you know what changes you need to make, alongside the challenges you face, you can start making a list. And write down the changes you'll be implementing, breaking them down into small and manageable goals. And now that you've identified what you need to make a change, the next step is action. That is, you need to follow through on the to-do list you created in the preparation stage. And as you progress through your self-care goals, don't forget to reward yourself. If you take the time to congratulate your success, however small, it will motivate you to keep it up. It's a good idea to seek emotional support during this stage as well. While sticking 
to your self-care goals may be easy to start with, it does get more difficult as time progresses. In the maintenance stage, it's all about avoiding past behaviors and solidifying new behaviors. You'll find it a lot easier to maintain your self-care routine if you eliminate any temptations. Whenever you successfully stop yourself from relapsing, don't forget to congratulate yourself. Celebrate your successes and you'll find it much easier to carry on. And it's common to slip up when you're trying to make positive changes. And this leads us to the last stage, which is relapse. It's common to relapse when you're starting new habits. And remember, that's okay. Everyone relapses at some point. But the important thing is to not letting it send you off course. When you do relapse, you'll likely feel guilty. You might also feel disappointed and frustrated with yourself. And again, that's completely normal. But don't beat yourself up as this can cause you to give up on your self-care habits. Instead, look at why you relapsed. What was it that triggered the relapse? And by identifying what made you slip up, you can learn from it. That way, the next time you'll be able to avoid what triggered you. And it can also be useful to reassess your techniques to see if you need to make any adjustments. So these are the general stages of change that you need to be aware of. And eventually your new self-care habits will become so ingrained in your routine that you'll miss the relapse stage. And now that we've looked at what it takes to make changes in your self-care routine, it's time to examine the different areas. And there are different types of self-care that you can focus on, so you'll want to understand each of them before putting together a self-care plan. And I'm going to discuss that in the next segment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ivy Elite Training. Are you looking for low-cost professional development workshops, topics like emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, and more? Then visit www.ivyelitetraining.com. That's www.ivyelitetraining.com. To lead a truly happier and healthy life, it's a good idea to focus on different types of self-care that you include in your routines. So I'm going to talk about six areas of self-care, and the first one is emotional self-care. Emotional self-care can help you to live a happier life. One of the main challenges for a lot of people is controlling their emotions. And without being in control, you can quickly find they start to take over and affecting your relationships. The good news is it's possible to get more in tune with your emotions. And emotional self-care focuses on activities which help you to connect, reflect, and process your emotions. So here are some tips for emotional self-care. The first one is to learn to become more self-aware. By becoming aware of your emotions, you'll find it easier to control them. You can start a journal and write down the emotions you experienced throughout the day. Discuss what you felt, what time it was, and what triggered the emotion. 
This will also help you to identify any patterns in your emotions and triggers you should avoid. The next one, which is my favorite, is to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is a popular form of self-care, and it helps you to focus on the present, calming the mind and body. Practicing mindfulness, it helps you to better regulate your emotions, and you'll be able to use it to control your emotions when needed. For example, if you start to feel overly anxious, you can calm the mind and body by taking deep, mindful breaths. And the next tip I'm gonna share is talking to a licensed therapist. And I am gonna stress the word licensed. It may be that you need to talk through any issues you're experiencing. Emotions can be powerful and difficult to control, especially if you're dealing with mental unwellness. By talking things through with a professional, they can help give you a new perspective, as well as help you to better understand and control your emotions. The next tip is listening to music. Music can have a powerful effect on our emotions. It has an instant effect, helping you to feel happier, energized, relaxed, or even could be sad depending on the type that you listen to. Listening to music can be a great way to control and calm your emotions when needed. If you want to feel happier, throw on your favorite music or relax the mind and listen to instrumental music. Next, we have physical self-care. And physical self-care relates to the activities which improve your physical health. It could involve losing weight or make your healthier lifestyle choices and getting fitter. The healthier the body is, the lower risk of developing illness or diseases. So here are some tips for physical self-care. The first is to drink more water. It's important to stay hydrated throughout the day. Without adequate water intake, the organs of the body won't function correctly. So start by increasing the amount of water you drink every day. Next tip, go for a walk. Staying active is crucial for peak physical health. However, you don't have to spend hours in the gym. Getting out for a nice walk can do wonders for both your physical and mental health. So now I'm gonna explain practical self-care. And practical self-care relates to tasks which fulfill the core aspects of your life. It's about avoiding potential stressful situations in the future. Your finances, career, and home organizational skills fit into this area. So here are some tips for practical self-care. Create and follow a budget. This will help you to get grips with your finances. Next, open a savings account. Saving towards the future is a great self-care goal. So if you don't already have one, open a new savings account. Take a professional development course. Progressing in your career can open more opportunities and make you happier. And the last tip for practical self-care is organize your closet. Sell or donate any clothes you no longer wear and organize your closet space. You might be surprised how beneficial this can be for the mind. So next we have mental self-care. And one of the most common areas of self-care that people want to improve is mental self-care. This relates to activities which help to clear the mind and boost the mood. Mental health issues are especially prevalent in society, so figuring out ways to improve your mental state is crucial. So here are some mental self-care tips you can use as an example. First one, read a book. Reading a book can help distract the mind. It's also a relaxing activity that can help you briefly escape into another world. 
You can also read self-help books to help boost your self-care efforts. Next one is one of my favorites, and that's to take a day trip. Sometimes it can be really helpful to just get away from everything for a few hours. Take a day trip somewhere new and see just how much better you feel when you return home. Okay, so the next tip for mental self-care is solve puzzles, as it can really help boost mental focus. And the last tip is start a gratitude journal. And a gratitude journal is known to have wonderful effects on your mental health. It trains the brain to become more positive. Writing in a gratitude journal for 21 days can have a significant impact on your mental well-being. Next up, social self-care. And social self-care focuses on nurturing your relationships. Healthy friendships are crucial to our well-being. And there have been numerous studies which have revealed the importance of good social connections in terms of our health and well-being. So, what type of self-care tasks can you utilize to improve these social connections? Well, here are some social self-care activities you can try. Make time to call family. Set a regular time to catch up with family, and it could be calling your mom or your sister once a week. Maintaining family connections is very important. Next, set up a lunch date with friends. If you need to spend more time with friends, start setting up lunch dates. This also gives you a great opportunity to catch up. And last is to join a new local class. If you need to make new friends, joining a local class can help. It could be a local exercise class or a hobby such as painting or dancing. And the last area of self-care that I'm gonna talk about is spiritual self-care. Spiritual self-care helps you to identify and connect with your inner self in a better way. And it doesn't have to be religious, although for some, that is their main focus of their spiritual self-care. So here are some tips for spiritual self-care activities you can follow. The first one is meditation. And then just taking 10 minutes out each day to meditate can help you to better connect with your inner self. The next is to attend religious services. And that can help you to feel more aligned with who you are. And the last tip I'm gonna share for spiritual self-care is self-reflection. Practicing self-reflection can help you to understand who you are and what matters to you. You'll also be able to identify any areas you need to improve on. So these are the six main areas of self-care that you'll want to focus on. The key to mastering self-care is to boost your self-esteem, become more self-aware, and to focus on self-respect. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to you tuning in to another episode. Make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast and don't forget to click the like button. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe and be well.